0: We heard the prophet Isaiah say to us today, I will appoint you to be a covenant for the people, to be a light for the nations, to open the eyes of the blind, to bring the prisoners out from the dungeon, and to bring those who sit in darkness out of prison. Amen. My dear Christian friends, Lee did not enjoy high school. High school seemed to be full of cliques that... The students all seemed to divide into their own factions and have their own favorites. And though people liked him, still others looked down on him. Lee was popular. The sportos, the motorheads, dweebs, geeks, they all adored him. They all thought that he was a righteous dude. And yet, there were people that avoided him. Avoided him. Him and his friends, whether it was in the hallways passing by them or sitting apart from them in the classrooms. But it definitely showed itself in the lunchroom because there is no place that is more segregated than the high school lunchroom. Though Lee was a righteous dude, he did not feel that he would ever be good enough to sit at the cool kids' table. Pete, however, was one of the cool kids. He was a natural leader. He was a good speaker. He was an especially good fisherman. Everyone knew about that huge catch of fish that he once had to win the fishing tournament. And Pete liked Lee. Pete actually actually liked all of the dweebs and geeks and nerds. But he could not be seen with them. He couldn't be seen talking to them or going to their houses or especially eating with them. High schoolers, when you eat lunch now, or adults, when you were in high school, do you or did you sit at the cool kids' table? Even if it wasn't called that, you know what I'm talking about. Only the most athletic, the best looking, the wittiest, those are the ones that are invited to sit at the cool kids' table. Everyone else sits everywhere else. And the cool kids' table does not cease to exist once high school is over. All of us know, whether we're in college or adults or wherever we are in our lives, we know that we have to face the reality that we're not the favorites, the popular, the appreciated, or the applauded. Have you ever felt like Lee? I mean, Cornelius. We meet Cornelius in the opening verses of Acts chapter 10. Cornelius is a devout, God-fearing family man. He is also a Roman centurion. He is in charge of 100 soldiers of the Italian regiment of the Roman army. Cornelius is also a Gentile. Jews viewed Gentiles as unclean. And Jews could not avoid Gentiles in the marketplace, but they did everything they could to avoid Jews' with their homes and their tables and their food. Cornelius, though, was a special Gentile in that he was a convert to Judaism. He believed in the true God and that God was going to send his promised Messiah. He did not yet know that Jesus had come as the promised Messiah. Cornelius remained on the fringe of the Jewish faith. The Jews were... We're grateful that Cornelius had been converted, and yet they would not accept him as an equal. One day, Cornelius saw a vision of an angel telling him to send men to go get Simon Peter and bring him back to the house of Cornelius. Peter's role was to preach that the Messiah had come. And when Peter came to the house of Cornelius, that's exactly what he preached— You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil because God was with him. You may not have been the cool kids in high school, you may not be cool adults now. My daughters routinely remind me that I'll never be cool again. They doubt I ever was cool, and they're not wrong. But more than being uncool and left out of activities and groups, we used to be spiritually uncool as unbelievers. By birth, we were not a part of God's holy family. By our nature, we were not a part of the holy Christian church. But baptism changed all that, just as baptism changes that for Cornelius and his entire household in the concluding verses of Acts 10. We were baptized into the name of the triune God. Through that baptism, we were brought into God's holy family, made his children and heirs of eternal salvation. We are no longer alone and afraid, but now we are kept safe and secure in the refuge of the holy Christian church. Baptism demonstrates that God has no favorites. It doesn't matter whether we are rich or poor, whether our household is whole or broken, what our skin color is, how popular or powerful we are. If we are nerdy or chuggy, if we are righteous dudes or drip, every single one of us needs to have our sins forgiven. And that's exactly what God does in baptism. He washes our sins away. He changes us from being slaves of Satan to being children of the Heavenly Father. He changes us from being uncool unbelievers to being cool Christians sitting at the banquet feast of God because that's where all the cool kids get to sit. And as These cool kids, we know that we want everyone to be invited to sit with us at God's cool kids Christian table. And only those who are not sitting at this table are the ones who refuse God's gracious invitation to sit at that table. Let's look at this story in the Bible from another angle. Have you ever acted like Pete? I mean, Peter. Peter was blessed to be one of the cool Christians. He had seen Jesus talking to all of the Gentiles and ministering to them. He had witnessed Jesus doing battle with the Pharisees about what God considered clean and unclean. He had watched Jesus sit down and have a conversation with a Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. He had known that Jesus had healed the demon-possessed daughter of a Syrophoenician woman. He was there and witnessed Jesus cleansing the temple courtyard where the Gentile converts, like Cornelius, would worship, calling it a house of prayer for all nations. And Peter must have heard about the Roman centurion that had been at Jesus' crucifixion confessing, surely this man was the Son of God. Still, it was difficult for Peter to step out of his comfort zone and share the gospel with Gentiles, people who were so different from him. And so, God gave Peter a vision of a Big sheet that came down out of heaven, and that sheet was filled with animals, reptiles, and birds, and God said, kill and eat. Peter said, probably repulsively, certainly not, Lord. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. And that voice came from heaven, probably scoldingly, saying, what God has made clean, you must not continue to call unclean. And Peter received that same vision three times. I imagine that Peter received that vision three times, reminiscent of the three times he had denied Jesus. And reminiscent of the three times that Jesus had reinstated Peter to his ministry, saying, feed my lambs and feed my sheep. And now three times to show the importance of eating everything. And that means you, Christians, you can eat whatever you want. Because the Messiah has come, there are no longer any unclean foods. More importantly, because of the Messiah, there are no longer any unclean people. To demonstrate this reality to Peter, the Holy Spirit told Peter to go with the men that Cornelius had sent and go to the home of Cornelius, this Gentile, something no Jew except for Jesus would ever do. Before we chastise Peter for his reluctance and prejudice, we need to look at ourselves. How often do we act like those high schoolers sitting at the cool kids' table? It doesn't matter our age. We do not like to step out of our comfort zones. We prefer to hang around with people who are like us, who look like us, talk, think, and behave like us. This world is one big, old, good old boys and good old girls club. Partiality and prejudice are rampant in the human heart. It is the sin of showing kindness to our own kind and loving only those whom we find lovely. It's a sin that affects the world. It's a sin that even affects us within the Christian church. Like Peter, we have seen that the coolness of the Christian faith is meant for all people, from every nation, tribe, people, and language. We know that the good news of Jesus Christ as the anointed one is meant for everyone, and no one is left out. But do our actions match our words? Do the, does the behavior of our church line up with our behaviors? Do we put into practice what we preach? Even as Christians, whether we are in middle school, high school, college, adults, or wherever, we are capable of treating other people poorly, being thoughtless toward others, creating barriers to keep other people out of our lives. And we can do this passively so that we don't have to interact with certain people. But even worse, we do this actively so that certain people are not around us. It took divine intervention to get through Peter's heart, mind, and mouth. And we pray for that divine, informi- divine intervention for us too. And here is where we pray that we learn the lesson that Peter learned and preached. Now I really am beginning to understand that God does not show favoritism. But in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. He sent his word to the people of Israel, proclaiming the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord over all. And when Peter said, Now I am beginning to understand that God does not show favoritism, he literally says in the Greek, Now I grasp that God is not a face grasper. And when you think of that phrase, I want you to think of the, that alien face hugger in the movie, Aliens. Like, but that's the way God is not. He is not a face grasper. What that means is God does not grasp our face. He doesn't look at our outward appearance. That's what, exactly what he said to the prophet Samuel. For the Lord does not look at the things the man looks at. For man looks at the outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. The word of God means acceptance for all. Peter said that day, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil because God was with him. Not some who were oppressed by the devil but all who were oppressed. Jesus says it this way, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And even better, he invites all of us when he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. All, not some. And Jesus did not just say this, But he practiced it. People were shocked when he reached out to public sinners, tax collectors, prostitutes, lepers, Gentiles, demon-possessed, and crucified thieves. And yet Jesus reminded them all, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Salvation is meant for all. Peter himself had preached that at Pentecost. The promises for you and your children And for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. So if you're like Lee and you're feeling excluded, hear God's word. You are not left out. You are the one that God sent Jesus to save and befriend. You are included in having a new life, a new beginning, and an eternal hope. You have been invited to God's family through baptismal waters. God does not show favoritism. And if you've ever been like Pete, if you've ever excluded others either intentionally or unintentionally, either passively or actively, know that God does not exclude you. Instead of grabbing your face, He shines his face upon you. We hear that every Sunday at the benediction. Though you may have been judgmental toward others, God takes that judgment and places it upon his Messiah. Jesus himself says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. To the overlooked, to the outcast, to the brokenhearted, hear this. To the geeks, dweebs, nerds, hear this. To those who have excluded and ignored others, then hear this. Jesus, the Messiah, comes for you. He invites everyone to come to his banquet table. It is a table that is filled with word and sacraments. And now that you have been invited to be one of the Christian cool kids sitting at this table, he invites you to invite others to this table. Everyone is invited. No one is left out. Amen.